0: I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups the good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's great to have you here. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy day to hang out with us here at the Great Daily Startup Podcast. Uh, this show is all about the startup world. We'd like to share stories of the of what we call the good, the bad, and the gritty of the startup world. I look forward to learning a little bit more about your journey uh, at, at, in the startup phase uh, of building NLX. And but before we get into all that, I wanted to back up a little bit. Let's help our listeners really better understand more about you and your backstory and what really brought you to present day.
1: Yeah, certainly. Well, for one, I, I essentially, uh, I grew up in Romania and I've been programming and essentially building and selling technology since I was in fifth grade, which I know sounds a little early and crazy, but my parents had to incorporate an LLC just so I can legally <laughs> do business. Um, so I'm, I'm self-taught in a lot of ways. And then I, I I came to the U.S. for college around 2010 and basically fast forward to today, I, I've, I've been here ever since. Um, I, um, I'm a little bit of a generalist from a technology standpoint. I like building things, whatever they are. Um, and, uh, yeah, over the years, I just developed a specialization for, for just building large scale systems. And, um, around 2015 to 2016, um, I was working for American express and I essentially built their conversational AI platform. Um, and to deploy something at that scale and with an organization that cares so much about the customer experience, it was, it was very eye-opening to, to understand what it takes to build a successful experience in that regard and how do you operationalize something uh, um, of, of, of that scale. And uh, I spent a few years after that just building um, and similar systems and or like consulting for different companies and started to see patterns of how companies were looking at the space. And of course, to this point, the conversation I space just kind of became ubiquitous. So um, I've I've been playing in it ever since. Um, Aside aside from that, um, I also teach at Columbia University and NYU in New York City, um, specifically on topics of cloud computing and AI engineering. You say that so casually. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I enjoy it. I, I frankly kind of started off as one of my my former professors at Columbia tapping my shoulder and say, hey, um, could you come and give a talk on this topic in my class because I'm going to be out today. And that was a little bit over four years ago. And now all the assignments are designed by me and I'm, I'm contributing to a bunch of lectures. It's quite fine. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's very rewarding too.
0: I was about to say, it's a great way of giving back, sure. isn't it? Absolutely. So are you an adjunct professor or are you just a, like a guest?
1: Super. Yeah, essentially, like at, at Columbia, I'm an adjunct, and at NYU, I'm just a guest. Um, so I'd say I, I teach more at Columbia than at NYU, but I have a few, let's call them signature lectures that I always deliver for the class.
0: That's fantastic. And what are those? Let's, let's chat about that for a second. I find that just fascinating because now you're you know you're educating the up and coming minds of the future here about what your specific topic is.
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem. So um, uh, the the topics that I. I Cover the most uh, revolve around uh, building large-scale systems in the cloud, um, and essentially, I teach students to to think through, um, you know, how 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 you might build a large-scale system, how to approach a perceivably a gargantuan task like that, and break it down into into you know a sequence of steps that that actually makes makes it practical, and then. Um, we structure, and I generally structure assignments that are very immersive and feel very real world. As a matter of fact, like, uh, students occasionally like complain as as they first come into the class that I like, call oh, these assignments are so difficult because we have to read all this documentation. It's like, well, welcome to real world. That's how this works, right? So, yeah. but they come out very strongly at the other end of of uh, the pipe there, um, and then as part of the the, the lectures and the assignments, they end up building various um, AI systems, whether conversational AI or um, sort of like with image recognition type of um, applications that that sort of teach them how to apply AI in practice. So less so, hey, go and build these, these AI models. Hey, assume you have these AI models, how do you build a large scale system that Make sense to the end user, so that's that's that that would be, I guess, a good summary of that. And have you found that's helped
0: really shape their what they you know their learning and their understanding for what they're focused on and what they're studying for the degree?
1: Yes, because um, well, first of all, it it generally has a, a pretty powerful impact on on their just well-roundedness as a professional. Because some of them, you know, might walk into uh, you know, one of these these uh, uh, universities with the idea of like, oh, you know what? I'm going to become a machine learning engineer, for instance. And uh, contrary to what you might think, given the space that I'm in, I tell them it's like, well, if you're a master's student, because by the way, most of them are master's students, some of them are PhDs, but most of them are masters. I say, well, unless you're you're planning to to get a PhD in this, like if Google or Amazon is looking for like a one percent or two percent. Incremental improvement to something, they're probably gonna get the PhD for it. If you really want to, you know, have something that's that's practical, learn how to build systems because that's that's just very it it allows you to kind of go in a lot of different directions. And what I've seen happen out of this class is a lot of these students end up getting very good jobs right out of graduation. And and frankly, what, what got me a little bit more immersed in doing this on a virtually uh, semester by semester basis, is back in 2019, um, I taught a class of, I want to say about 80 to 90 students. And that summer, about half of that class got AWS internships because of of the assignments and the the, the topics in the lecture that we, we taught. Um, and it was just this most rewarding, also unexpected, but the most rewarding, um, you know, feeling. So, um, I, I, I'd say it, it arms students with the ability to just tackle real-world
0: challenges
1: that happen to be solved with technology. I think it's 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 almost like, hey, break down. Think about what you're trying to solve. Forget about like, hey, let's go start writing code right away. Plan it. What are you trying to do? How do you how how you know? Let's start breaking that down into more easily digestible tasks, and then let's now roll into uh, the, the, the topic of how you bring in technology and cloud in particular so you can very quickly, efficiently, securely build systems that scale and that essentially allow you to focus on, on developing your business as opposed to, you know, the traditional, let me set up the server and let me do this. Sure. Or, you know, so it's, 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 it's pretty fun. Yeah, it but sounds like
0: it's yeah. it's it really it really sounds like and you're making an impact and and obviously making a a, a difference with you know the, the work that you're doing. Now, let's get into where this whole concept of an NLX I'm alphabet over here. Right? And I speak yep. for a living. <laughs> NLX dot AI. When did this idea come about? When did you guys launch? How did this whole thing become a reality?
1: Yeah, it um I remember, so again, right after leaving American Express, I ended up going to to an insurance company called Argo, you know, I I ended up doing my thing, but not necessarily in the conversational AI space. And um, I continued finding gigs and consulting projects in the space. And I started to see all these companies using different kinds of companies from like entertainment companies to financial industry companies to all kinds of other stuff looking at the technology and trying to solve different kinds of problems. And, uh, you know, I'm an ethical person, so I don't reuse code and things like that between customers. But then I realized, like, well, shit, I'm I'm building the same things over and over again. Right. Uh, The typical, you know, computer scientist uh, uh, realization. So I ended up essentially conceptualizing, well, a platform that allowed non-technical users to build and manage these types of applications through the lens of, you know, the complexities that I had to deal with at American Express, for instance, because we had instances just to kind of sidetrack just a tiny bit. Um, Once you put these applications into production, there's lots of unexpected things that happen. And this is is a key learning for me that for quite some time in the market, um, which also kind of contributed to me starting the company, I, I, I noticed like, a lot of companies were, were looking at conversational AI. They were building things, putting them out there, but not really having a plan for what happens after you launch it. And the reality is, whenever you launch one of these applications, especially if you're a large brand, it's almost like putting out your own corporate Google and inviting people to say whatever the hell they want. Right. And, to, you know, at Amex, one of the things we, we bumped into within the first few months of, of launching this was someone putting through a suicide note for instance, through the chat, right? Nothing can prepare you for that. I like say, how, how would you have even, like, you know, foreseen for something like that? And then, of course, then we sort of baked in capabilities to respond with the one safe number and, and stuff like that. But just there were a lot of learnings at scale there that then, um, you know, I conceptualized into this this broader platform that I was describing with the goal of enabling um business users, right, non-technical users uh, to to take charge of these experiences. Because also part of what I was doing at Amex is I was writing code, I was helping, you know, our, our uh, copywriters and our product owners to sort of put content in because we don't have an interface for anything. So this is like a lot of this grunt work, you know, repetitive tasks that I, I just thought it's like well, it, there's no point for a developer in the mix, just just build it. You know what you want, and you know what your business rules are. just go for it so um that was that's that's basically what fed into into the initial concept uh, of the platform behind an Alex, and today we're really just aiming we're striving to become that uh, go to platform for building these applications, like whatever they are. If you want them for customer service, great, if you want them for internal i t great but it's it's all about how do we enable people to engage with technology in a natural fashion, right? Then for many of us who are, are are fortunate enough to to you know be able to to converse, that's the most common way of interaction. Now there's voice, there's text, right? So there's different channels, uh, conversational channels in that regard, but it is the most natural uh, form of interaction for people. So um, we're, we 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 want to you know grow into into that go-to um platform for enabling that across the board regardless of industry regardless of use case because the the way we're looking at, at the market and at uh the, the space is yeah sure i guess you can look at it as conversational AI but more specifically if you think about the um let's say progression of of digital applications over the years uh it started off with desktop applications, then you got web applications, then you got to mobile applications. Now we have conversation applications. So in the end, it's, they're not just like a gimmick. There, there's a lot of opportunity for them. And, and the, the, the reality is they're another kind of application, which means you have to kind of cater to them and evolve them and make sure you monitor and improve, just like you would with you know, a website, for instance, or a mobile app.
0: Amazing! So you're you're doing you're teaching work that you're you're teaching information that matters. You've got a brand that's providing a solution that's making businesses and customers' interactions with those brands uh, that much easier. So, well, hats off to doing work that actually matters and that's making a big difference on here. You know, we're moving. And I always joke about AI. We're living in a phase now where we can literally speak things into existence now every morning i try to speak five million dollars into an existence uh and a supermodel and a supermodel girlfriend and neither of them reveal themselves however if i'm writing a book or i need to transcribe a podcast episode uh i could easily do that within minutes just based on what ai uh provides and uh, it it removes friction from our lives which which is great so uh, Let's talk about the. We're almost out of time. We got a couple of minutes left. I want to want to wrap things up with talking about what your journey has been in the startup world. Like, what's been the what's been the worst part of the startup process
1: for you? Uh, the worst part has also been the biggest learning, to be honest. Um, learning how to, I guess, not contain, but learning how to um, keep my emotions in check, if that makes sense. (laughs) So so not get too excited or too happy or too angry or, you know, too sad. It's like, it's almost, if you can imagine like, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of those like graphs that goes up and down, right. Just kind of normalizing it. So it kind of stays around zero (laughs) as as you go on. Um, Because things, unexpected Things will happen, whether good or bad. And you just have to kind of be prepared to not, you know, sink into it. We've had like tremendous customer opportunities that didn't pan out. And then it's like, oh my God, why didn't this work out? This is so sad. Or like, you know, really exciting things that happened that then, you know, eventually were followed by some not so happy things. But in the end, things keep moving forward because the only constant that, that, through my experience so far, and I think others would agree who have done this, you just don't stop. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad, just keep pushing because then things will keep moving forward. And, and honestly, it's, 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 it's humbling, you know, because all in all, you, you get to this point where you're you're a lot more rational. And even when you're about to like, let's say launch a very large customer, I don't count my money, I count all the different things that can go wrong and try to plan for that. And then the situation where things don't go well, it's like, well, what did we learn? So right. I'd say that, that's, pro- that was probably the hardest learning to date. Um, but on that same topic, when something does go well, goddamn celebrate it.
0: I was about to say, well, then there we go. I was like, that yeah. was my last question on there. So <laughs> we talked about the challenging parts. They're always going to be there. It's like, you know, uh, I think I heard a quote one time from, from, from Tony Robbins. He said, uh, uh, what is wrong is always available. So is yeah. what is right.
1: <laughs> well, and uh, th- th- this is, and it's so true. And and the thing is that re- this happened as maybe two days ago. We're, we're launching a very large customer. We're in the process of launching launching a very large customer as we speak. And um, I I had a conversation with our uh, director of customer success, and I I just commended her and and just added a little bit of just compensation let's say as 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 appreciation for the amazing work that, that she's done and she was so appreciative and she said but why why not why didn't you wait until we launch and i said it doesn't matter we already in, in this process we already processed like let's say a couple thousand interactions through the platform with, again this this amazing brand and i said it doesn't matter we hit this fantastic milestone for the company <laughs> it's like Let's just like absorb that win and whatever happens, happens. It's sure. within our control. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll see where we land. But no, just it's important to appreciate those more wins because then it's not just about me. It's about everyone else, right? That's part of this journey with me. And it's important that they, they feel those wins as well. And it's, it's, it's just fantastic. Like it's, it's such a, uh, it's, it's probably the, the biggest satisfaction out of all of this is to, to kind of be able to cherish the wins with the team. And at the same time, to see how the team uh, also reacts to the losses, and they're generally very supportive because we have this culture that, that just uh, understands that, well, unexpected things happen, and things out of, outside of your control happen, so you can't really, you know, <laughs> hover too much on the things that didn't pan out, right? kind Yeah, to absolutely. Keep going absolutely well
0: you got a great attitude about it you're doing work that matters you're teaching information that actually matters and it's impacting people's lives and that's really what this show is all about to really uh highlight the good the bad and the gritty of the startup world but also what's the product of all of that and you're and it seems like you are full steam ahead with the work that you're doing i wanted to encourage you uh, to keep up the great work it's uh it's been great to sit down and learn more about you and learn more uh, about what you guys are doing at NLX, I got it right that time, yes, Andre So, <laughs> thanks again for your time. We'll have to have you back on the show sometime um, uh, to to get an update on how things are going there. But uh, wishing you guys nothing but the best of success and keep rocking.
1: We'll love, uh, we'll love to. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Thanks so My much, Andre. Thank you. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends.